here we go again. But far from George Floyd's killing, Black Lives Matters grows. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. There's a lot going on. I know I'm running a little late this week, but I decided to take a little time off. And uh, now, Tuesday morning, I'm going to start recording again. Now, there's a lot of news going on. And we're going to cover one thing now. But we, there are two news stories that are pretty huge. But I just need to get into them a little bit before I understand what's going on with them. The first big news story is that uh, the Supreme Court, in a 6-3 ruling, ruled that the LG. LGBT community and safety guidelines can are actually found in the 1964 Civil Rights Bill. Uh, this is a very odd ruling. I don't know where they were coming on, coming with this. I'm going to have to read the ruling. Neil, uh, Justice Gorsuch actually wrote the ruling, and um, Alito, I think, actually wrote the counter. It's a very strange ruling, and we're going to have to go through it. And Gorsuch writing it really shocked the garbage out of me. And then, just a few minutes ago, Donald Trump signed an executive order on police reform. Uh, I have not seen it yet. We'll have to take a look and see what's in that bill. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about something else that happened. And I think that this is kind of scary in that we are now lumping in any kind of police attack on an African-American is the same as the George Floyd attack. So let, let's talk about this. This happened in Atlanta, Georgia. An African-American named Richard Brooks, 27 years old, was fatal, fatally shot by the Atlanta police on Friday evening after officers were called on scene uh, to a Wendy, Wendy's. This guy had fallen asleep in the Wendy's drive-thru. Now, we're, what we're going to do is we're not going to talk about what actually happened quite yet because there's a lot that happened and nobody's really saying too much about it, about the actual, about the actual crime or the actual start of this whole mess. Now, if you go to my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, I have the full 45-minute body cam footage from one of the police officers. And then there are two other uh, footage, two other um, security footage, one from a security camera in the Wendy's and one from a bystander. And they're both very, very telling. This has caused a lot of problems already. Atlanta has started protesting. Uh, the Wendy's, where the incident took place, has already been burned down. And as usual, this whole thing has been made political. An Atlanta City Council member, Antonio Brown, said, quote, This is why people are outraged in the city. It's incredibly important that our police, especially now, don't resort to firing a gun, not unless someone is firing a gun right at you. Again, we're going to talk about this because I think it's very, very important to really know what happened. And I've seen all of the video. 
Stacey Abrams, who you know is doesn't do anything like try and stir the stir the pot, said, quote, in a tweet, quote, Taser is not a deadly weapon. A gun is. Adrenaline and irritation are not the same as mortal fear. Running away should not be punishable by death. Public safety must mean public safety. The public is safe. All of us. Uh, pound Black Lives Matter. Pound Atlanta shooting. Pound Rashard Brooks. And again, she says something else. She tweets something else out. And she's a race baiter. Let's call it what she is. She is someone who lost the governorship by something like 50,000 votes in Atlanta. And she said it was all about race. That's the only reason she lost. She's not governor right now. And for the most part, she still thinks she is governor. So this woman is a race baiter. She says in another tweet, quote, The killing of Rashard Brooks in Atlanta last night demands we severely restrict the use of deadly force. Yes, investigations must be called for, but so too should accountability. Sleeping in a drive through must not end in death. Well, <clears throat> we're going to get to that. that it, it, because we're going to get into this because they seem to make it out like this was a another George Floyd case. And it's not, not even close. The uh, Atlanta mayor immediately fired the officer who had taken the shots. And she put the other officer on administrative leave. Um, there's a lawsuit because there was no investigation and she just decided to fire him the next day. The uh, protesters started in the streets. Rioters came out. And here are a couple of protesters and their opinions about what's going on and why they're out. And I want you to listen very carefully because it is important what these guys are saying, why they're actually out there. I don't want to hear about your fear for your life. He took the taser. You can go to Walmart and Target. Juveniles can buy tasers. That wasn't a daily weapon. That man did not want to hurt that police officer who was trying to get away. He should not have been shot three times. And this message to Keisha Lance Bottoms. You do not win your election by a landslide. I think you won about 700 plus votes. If you don't arrest the officer by Monday, you will be voted out. You will be voted out. And Powell Howard, you didn't win your election Tuesday. You're up for a spinoff. Indict the officer. If you want to calm the city, indict the officer. Keisha Lance Bottom, two weeks ago, you arrested six black officers. We need to have the same energy and arrest the white one, too. Period. This is a it's not that simple. It's not that, it's not, it's that All easy. All this stuff that's going on now, when the police, when the police is called, we are tired. it just makes sense to just We are tired. Are aggressive to make we are so tired. Last night, that could have been avoided just by waking him up and telling him to go home. Sleeping in his car, he's drunk. He don't have the ill will to hurt no officer. He's in his car. Whether he's drunk or not, he don't want to hurt no officer. He's in his car drunk. Don't tell me you had to take his damn life. Now you got three kids without a damn father. You know how hurt now. You know how hurtful that shit feels as a black man. Kids growing up without fathers. Y'all don't know the pain that we all are out here. Unfortunately, I don't think these guys saw the videotape. Or they just saw a black man getting shot. Or they saw the edited videotape of the actual conflict. Because <clears throat> these guys are do not know what's going on. They do not know what happened. And they have politicized this. They're assuming Brooks didn't want to hurt anybody. Well, if you look at the video, that wasn't exactly the case. They make him out like he's a loving human being. They make him out like a good father. Like all of those things could be true. 
They may not be true. We don't know. We don't know anything about this guy. But if you look at the videotape, if you look at the 45-minute confrontation between the police officer, the initial police officer, and then the DUI specialist that came out there to test them for a DUI, it's real hard to sit back and take this guy's take this guy's side. And it's another example of how an unarmed, and I put unarmed in air quotes, African-American whose life was stuffed out by those Nazi white stormtroopers of the Georgia police force. There's just kind of a problem here. That's just not what happened. None of the video actually shows this. It just looks like more political grandstanding. Threatening threatening the mayor that she's going to be voted out because the cops did what they were supposed to do? Um, I, I don't know. I did not see what the cops did. It's really extreme here. And, you know, now they've she's just the Bottoms, who is the Atlanta mayor, has fired this police officer. That police officer's got a lawyer already. The uh, police union has already said this was a good shoot. There was nothing wrong with it. And unlike all of the George Floyd responses from police officers, this one, every, every police officer pretty much says the same thing. This was something that had they had to do what they had to do. They were stuck. They had no other option. There was only a bad option and a worse option, and that was it. The worse option was the cop would get killed. So we're going to take some time and let's go through some of the evidence. Let's go through what the videotapes actually show. Uh, and this is very different from one of these cops stuck his knee in some guy's throat for 10 minutes. That's not what happened here. There were several views of the incident, several recordings of the incident, two by the police body cams, one by the by the Wendy's security camera, and one by a pedestrian cell phone. The police footage was released yesterday on Monday, and one can see the images are consistent with the civilian images, though the civilian images and the Wendy's footage have been edited to only show the shooting. The civilian footage did show the actual struggle, so you could see that this was not something really Mickey Mouse, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, the Wendy's footage is the one I saw, and it looked bad. It looked like the cop just pulled the gun. It did look like uh, Brooks turned and fired something at him, but you weren't really sure what it was. Uh, but the body cam footage actually confirmed what really did happen. The body cam footage was about 45 minutes long. It covered the shooting lasted only the last minute or so at the end of the footage. So the initial 43, 42 minutes was the policeman's actual dealing with this guy. I've watched the entire footage for you. You don't have to worry about it, but you can go to Dumbass Talking Politics and see it if you'd like. So I've seen all hour and a half. Unlike what the left is pushing, Brooks was not innocent. Uh, was not an innocent who the cops just decided to pick up and shoot. The police were called to a local Wendy's restaurant because the ma a man, Brooks, had fallen asleep in the drive through lane. The police officer showed up and woke him up. Had to wake him up a couple of times, telling Brooke to park, uh, find a parking space. Before Brooks moved his car into the parking base, he fell back asleep. So this guy is in a car falling asleep 
in a drive-thru. The police officer again woke him up and had Brooks park his car, which he did. And again, immediately, Brooks fell asleep in the parking in the parking spot. The officer went back to his car and could be heard saying, what do I do now? He really didn't want to deal with this. He didn't think this was, this was, he didn't really think this was dangerous. But then again, you got to understand what this guy is thinking. This guy is so wasted. He can't even stay awake for long enough just to park his car. And the second he parked his car, he fell, falls back asleep again. After a few minutes, the officer gets out of his car and starts questioning Brooks. Very polite, nothing wrong. Brooks admits he's had a drink or two, but could not name what he had, could not name when he had him, and he wasn't really sure what he had. At first he said he had a drink, then he said he had a couple, then he said he had one and a half, and he had no idea what he was actually drinking. So the officer tells him to sit in his car, and uh, the the officer decides he's going to call a DOI specialist. Brooks kept apologizing. He kept getting out of his car. He wanted to talk. There was nothing bad about it. And all the police officer said, just go into your car. Everything's going to be okay. He was really talking it down. The, confronta the confrontation lasted for about 20 to 30 minutes before the uh, DUI specialist came. Brooks was never pushed, put against the squad car. He was never handcuffed or detained. He was never searched. The keys were never taken from him. And from what I saw, the, the police officer never even looked in the car. I mean, there, there was nothing was happening in this whole thing. The officer certified in evaluating DUIs arrived and started the field sobriety test. This was also caught on camera. It was all polite. There was nothing. No one was yelling at each other. No one was doing anything bizarre. All the time, there were no threats. Both officers just were there. They even tried to make him feel at ease in his situation. And the reality is his situation, yes, if he gets a DUI, that's definitely not a good thing. There's no question. But the reality is he'd probably been taken in and he would uh, spend maybe two hours in jail and then they'd let him go, give him a little citation. Yes, his life's going to suck later, but it's going to suck later. When the test was complete, the officer told Brooks he was under arrest for DUI. And he tried to cuff him. And this is where things get a little crazy. Um, that's when the, a struggle ensued. He refused to get cuffed. Now, on the body cam footage, you can't see much. You just see the body cam footage waving around, and eventually the, the camera actually fell off the cop. Uh, you, so you really didn't see anything. This is where the other footage came in. The other footage, which was from the civilian, was from a bystander, and his camera actually showed uh, Brooks getting the best of the cops. Brooks steals the taser from one of the cops, the cop had fired a taser. Fired a taser. It didn't have any effect. The Brooks is swinging. The cops never put him in a chokehold. Which, to tell you the truth, that would have been the thing to do is put put him in a chokehold. But they can't do that anymore. The cop. The cops were both on their back. Brooks was on top of them. Brooks then got up and started running. Now this switches to 
the Wendy's cam. Wendy's security cam. And both are running. Uh, one of the police officers is calling it and he's trying to get up. He's not even up. And uh, apparently he was injured in this in this fight. The other cop is chasing him. Brooks turns around, aims the taser and fires. You could see the, the taser tried to fire. It didn't work. I don't know whether it didn't work because he missed or it didn't work because it was already used, but it did fire because you saw a flash. And that's when the police officer... At the time, he had, the police officer had his gun in his hand and he also had the taser. When Brooks turned around to fire the taser, he dropped the taser, pulled the, uh, dropped the taser, and then took three shots. Two shots hit Brooks. One missed, I guess. Uh, Brooks was taken to the hospital. He was in surgery and he died after surgery. Now, here's the thing. From what I saw... My my evaluation of this is probably not going to be popular. So what I decided was to take some information, just quote somebody who saw what had happened, and he said it was bad. It was the only way things were going to be was it was going to be bad or worse. There was no ifs, what's, or how's. And bad means uh, Brooks was going to get shot, and worse meant the cops were going to get hurt or get killed. So there there was no win winning. Dan Bongino, if you don't know, is a writer, a podcaster, and a Fox News um, analyst. Uh, he's also a former NYPD officer and a former Secret Service officer. And the reason I wanted to bring him in, and I'll say this again at the end, is because, simply because he knows what's going on. So I'm going to, this is going to be a little long of a quote, but I'm going to quote him. Quote, the worst option is to let the subject continue to engage in the use of force against the officers, who, without stopping the episode, sadly, it resulted in his, Brooks, death. But make no mistake, the use of force was controlled by one person, the individual who had resisted arrest, stole the weapon, ran away, then pointed it at the officers, which is clear on the video. Yes, it's very clear on the video. Obviously, a man died. That's tragic. Nobody wants to see that. Whether it's on the police side, on the community side, anywhere, we get that. Having said that, I always ask the question when it comes to law enforcement issues for people, for the people who are sadly ignorant of them, many of whom haven't lived in the shoes of law enforcement officers themselves. Well, what would you have done? You have an individual suspected of being intoxicated, what do you do? You have just let him, would you just let him go? Get him back in the car and mow down a family on the streets because he's potentially drunk? So let's eliminate that really bad idea. Now you're going to arrest him and the subject clearly does not want to be arrested. Okay, let's walk through. What do you do? Well, again, we can't let him back in the car so we have to arrest him using force. Keep in mind, not force the police officers wanted. They didn't initiate it. The subject did. The bad choice was to have to engage in a use of force episode with an individual who pointed a taser back at a law enforcement officer he had just punched in the face. It wasn't a good option to have to engage with your firearm. There were no good options. 
he's dead, end quote. Again, I use that interview because he is a cop and he understands the mentality. He understands it probably better than anyone. The problem here is the media is trying to compare the George Floyd killing with the Richard Brooks killing. They're not even close. The police were being attacked. One was injured. Brooks actually had the advantage on them. He had both policemen on their back. He was punching them. He stole one of their weapons. There's just not a lot of things the officers could have done. Erica Shield, the Atlanta police officer, a police chief, resigned her post. And she said this, quote, For two decades, I have served alongside some of the alongside some of the finest men and women in the Atlanta Police Department. Out of a deep abiding love for the city and this department, I offered to step aside as the police chief. AFPD has my full support and Mayor Bottoms has my full support on future direction of this department. I have faith in the mayor and it is time for the city to move forward and build trust between the law enforcement and the community she served. She had no choice and she said, screw it. She said, I, I can't win here. I'm going to be wrong. And she was probably right. She probably saved herself from being fired. Let's face it. Um, Bottoms, I think her name is, or uh, I can't. Yeah. Mayor Bottoms. She fired the police officer without actually looking at any of the evidence. It took, took her a day to fire this police officer. What's really scary is this next statement, which comes from Brooks' attorney. And I think it, sh it begins to show what the mentality of the people are today. Because these people, and we got to remember something, these are not police officers. These are lawyers. These are politicians. These are rioters. These are protesters. They're not policemen. They've never lived through them. But this example from Brooks's attorney really tells you something. Listen. They didn't have to take this man or attempt to take him into custody because he was sleeping in his car. Um, he was trying to do the right thing. He didn't want to drive drunk. He was stopped. He was not a threat to anyone. They could have taken his keys. They could have said, hey, what's your wife's number? Call her. Let her come pick you up. Uh, they could have done any number of things. Just because you tussle with an officer, it shouldn't be a death sentence for anyone. What's really disturbing about what he just said is he minimizes everything that Brooks did. Well, he just fell asleep. He fell asleep while he was driving. He fell, literally fell asleep while he was sitting in a parking lot waiting to get food at Wendy's. Um, he didn't tussle with the police. He stole their weapon and he started beating the crap out of them. He had the police on their backs. He pointed the police's, the police officer's weapon, excuse me, weapon at the police. And he was just drunk driving. Well, you could have done lots of things, but here's the thing. He could have done lots of things too, like not beat up the cops, not steal their weapon, not point their weapon at them, not run away, not be driving drunk. Why is it it's minimized what Brooks did? He broke the law. It's really simple. Maybe he should be complaining about the law. Maybe he should be complaining that, hey, maybe we shouldn't have drunk driving as a law. That, that's what it is. Drunk driving is a law. So 
I, I don't understand what the problem is here. And this lawyer t- totally ignores the violence of the situation, the threat that the police uh, were going through. I mean, what? this is something that Bongino brought up in a, in a later podcast. What was to say that this guy didn't have a taser in there? Excuse me. Shoot the taser, hits him, it shocks him, and then he goes, goes grab, grabs the guy's gun and shoots him. You don't know that that's not going to happen. And the police are trained to believe that's not. And I've been hearing a lot of crap about um, a, a lot of crap about a taser not being a deadly weapon. Well, it is a deadly weapon if it puts a cop completely unconscious where he can't react or respond. A weapon is a weapon. If it's a baseball bat, that by itself is not considered a deadly weapon either. A knife is not considered a deadly weapon. It's absolutely insane. This is where our country is heading, and it's a very, very scary. We're going through a social revolution. We're heading to the point where crime is not a crime anymore. That the only people that can commit crimes are the police. And if the police decide to do anything about it, they're guilty. I, I want to throw something else at you. What would happen if this guy, they, Brooks, they, because the police officer didn't seem to really want to arrest him in the beginning. And if you watch the video, you watch the, the police footage, it doesn't look like he wants to arrest him. It, it really doesn't. He's just like, oh, God, he's asleep. He'll probably sober up. But you know what would happen? What would happen if that guy got in his car? And the only reason he actually pulled him, he was really drunk and he did have a rental car, which could be a problem. Um, he was from out of state. That's a problem. And what would happen if he ran into a family of five and killed that family of five? What do you think would happen to that police officer? I can guarantee you one thing, and I've seen this. I watch a lot of police videos on YouTube, and there are police videos where cops just let a guy go drunk because they didn't want to deal with it. This cop didn't look like he wanted to deal with it. But what would have happened if he killed a family of five? Do you think that police officer would be hearing it? Would he be facing disciplinary charges? Probably. I think cops are caught between a rock and a hard place. And I think that the police chief from Atlanta got that already and said, screw it, I'm just not going to believe this anymore. Let someone else do it. And police officers are already beginning to... We're putting police officers at a point they don't want to be police officers. It used to be an honorable job. And it's just, it's not an honorable job anymore. Now you're automatically... A, it doesn't matter what color you are. You're a racist. You're uh, you're a stormtrooper. You, you've got implicit bias, whatever they're calling it these days. And suddenly, and the worse, laws are no longer laws. Laws should not be enforced. And if you don't have enforcement of laws, you don't have laws, Why? what are we doing? You've got the mess that you've got in Seattle that no one is dealing with. By the way, those messes in Seattle, they tried to be pulled off in Florida, Texas, I believe Georgia tried to pull it off. New York, guess what? They stopped it. Do you know why? Because the police walked in there and said, no, we're not going to have this crap that you have in Chaz over in uh, Seattle. This is not going to happen here. And if you take a look at Chaz, it's an absolute disaster. I may ha- I may post that later. But I saw this video. I saw it on Sunday. I, I really wanted to talk about it because I just thought that this was... 
way too extreme and we're already beginning to compare. George Floyd was murdered. George Floyd, this guy basically throttled George Floyd to death. This case had nothing to do with George Floyd. This case had absolutely nothing to do with George Floyd. And I hope that police officer that was fired, that police officer that basically was saving his own life, I hope he sues the living crap out of uh, Atlanta and gets every dime he can get. Because Mayor Bottoms in Atlanta, she's a disgusting human being. To sit back and fire someone without actually looking at it and all for politics. And everyone knows it's politics. It's not about the citizens. If it was about the citizens, the police would have walked right through Seattle and cleaned that garbage heap up over by the uh, over by the uh, city hall. But they're not. So anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. YouTube seems to be up and down depending on the day. Um, you can go to www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. There I do have uh, one of the 40-minute 40, the uh, police cam footage. I have the um, footage of the from the bystander, and I have the Wendy's security cam footage, so I'd encourage you to watch that if you've got an hour to kill. Have a great day. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics. Uh-huh.